Tuesday, August 1, the 213th day of 2022. There are 152 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Lakefield Country Station, 1039. The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Plus, we'll have uh, we'll welcome in a new month, and we'll have the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Snow. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, you were up a little before <laughs> six o'clock this morning. Is that fair? Oh yeah. It was. Was it a lot before six or just a uh, few 513. before six? Oh, five thirteen. Okay, all right. So you were up uh, up earlier than I realized. Uh, a poll of two thousand adults now finds that six forty four a.m. is the optimum wake up time when you're trying to have an ideal morning. I don't know the last time I slept until 6.45 so or 6.44. 6.44, I can see if eyes open and you get 6.44 and you think, well, if I lay here for about 10 minutes or so and kind of wake up, I'll be up around 7. It's five hours until noon. I can have a whole productive morning and then, you know, you might earn yourself an afternoon nap. Um, no? I mean, yes. I'm I'm usually up no later than 5.45. Okay. So an hour before 6.44 then. Uh, yeah. No. On the weekend, it might be closer to 6.44, yep. but... Okay. Well, there you go. I used to would have said 7.44, but now I guess I'm more in the 6.44 camp on... That seems to split the difference between normal and sleeping in. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, not too bad. It's uh, I'm wondering, hear any rumors about... A pickleball team forming locally by any chance? I have not. No. no. Is pickleball something it, do I you have it. the bandwidth to add pickleball to your sports coverage? Uh, I mean, potentially. I played it. We did it like in you know gym class. You do like you feature a couple of days on every sport. So I did probably like two days of pickleball. So That's pickleball was already invented when you were in high school. Uh huh. No, I didn't realize the, that. back in the Stone Ages. I thought pickleball was just really a last decade type of thing. Well, uh, I, I mean, I was a senior in high school in oh, the last decade. Goodness. Well, barely though. I mean, well, I, mean so, I graduated in 2015, so seven years so, ago. Yeah, pickleball has transformed into I'm an a old man. multi-million dollar industry now. With three different professional pickleball leagues, two competing international leagues, and countless manufacturers of merchandise, an official Hall of Fame, I wonder where the Pickleball Hall of Fame is, and even a pickleball-themed entertainment complex. So pickleball is like miniature tennis. It's not so miniature that it becomes table tennis, but it I, I guess it takes up about half of what a normal tennis the court way, would the take. The way I, I describe it is it's like you're playing tennis on a badminton court. Playing tennis on a badminton court, but do you use the same ball? Uh, no, you, you no you, you use well, a special you ball. A badminton ball is not going to. No, bat- no, no. Uh, do you yeah, use but, a normal tennis ball? No, I think it's a bigger ball. Oh, okay. Um, so that's where the okay, good. All right. Well, d- so you bat it? 
No, you, it's like you, tennis. You play You're, just like tennis, if, but the court is shrunk. I don't mean and the like ball bat with a baseball bat, but you bat at it with like a with a racket with a racket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you just you have less area to cover, and so, so I would be better at that than tennis. Uh, yes, because you have less room. I mean, you just have less room that you have. Not as much lateral movement, line to okay. line from the moving if you're going into the net and, and back. So, well, that doesn't sound you know, terrible. I still, I I would love to play tennis. Um, I yeah, might I love can. to play pickleball because, well, you know, when you get to be as old it's as hard. I am, it's, I mean, it's it's t- hard. Tennis is yeah. Well, in tennis, you don't realize how much of a workout it is. Oh yeah, because I, mean, uh, well, I mean, you're going, I, you're doing yeah. a lot of lateral movements back to forth because it's it's just quick little movements. I'm trying to find out where the pickleball. The Hall movies of Fame is. I watch where they play tennis, it it it, it wears me out just watching it. <laughs> well, maybe the uh, maybe there probably aren't many pickleball movies yet to watch and see if you get worn out by that. Hey, strong thunderstorms are possible this evening, and we may see some heat and humidity return middle of the week. I. This says uh, Wednesday high for the region is 95. I don't think it's going to get to 95 here between the lakes. So I do think we could see a high in the lower 90s on Wednesday, and I think we could see a heat index around 100. But we'll keep an eye on that as it comes into focus more in the next 24 hours or so. But uh, the heat that builds Wednesday uh, as humidity will also increase, and we'll see highs in the 90s expected Wednesday, but the humidity will make it feel muggy like you're wearing a sweater. Rain chances return for the end of the week and then the upcoming weekend. So we'll see rain chance 60% today and a high will top out probably about 88, 89. Tonight we'll see some thunderstorms and a low of 74, partly cloudy, and 90, uh, we'll call it 90 for tomorrow is what you can expect. Um, Unfortunately, over for our friends in eastern Kentucky, they may get more rain, and they definitely don't need more rain. They Most of their waterways uh, or makeshift waterways have crested and are going the other way, so they don't need any high levels of precipitation to make matters worse as they continue to uncover and assess damage for storms that happened uh, last week, two different days, they dumped a, a big amount of rain on that region. The The radar indication where the precipitation totals were indicated last week for Kentucky were just extremely remarkable because in that southeastern corner of the state, it looked like it looked like uh, radar indicated like a cyclone because just all of a sudden with perfect circular definition, it turned that purplish, almost black type type of color for some areas got a foot of rain in a day and uh, areas that aren't used to seeing water saw it. And if you've never visited Eastern Kentucky, I don't think we talk about it and we have fun. You know, we, we tongue in cheek talk about some of our visits to Eastern Kentucky and how it's different. I'm just telling you it's different. If you've not been, you don't, you don't really know what you don't really know what it's like uh, living here in Western Kentucky on what they're dealing with. Most of their roads, from an infrastructure standpoint, they're just they're just in a really have been and continue to be in a tough spot. They got older bridges. Um, their idea of a what we would consider a secondary road or like oh that's not a very good road they would say well that's a normal road for us so then you take all of that water through the area and it just wipes out all of their road and bridge infrastructure and it's nearly impossible to respond to to try and get them the supplies 
and uh, that they need and to help them recover the number of rescues the number of rescues that they did by by boat and by air were in the hundreds we've now gone over 30 people lost and it's um you know i one of the most remarkable well, i guess one of the most heartwarming things that I've observed over the course of the weekend, a lot of people talking about, you know, how to help, what it is that they need. It's been uh, heartwarming to see our neighbors in western Kentucky that spent December, January, February, and still to this day trying to recover from deadly storms that moved through, then poised to ask, we stand ready now to help you because you helped us. In a time when we needed it most, you all responded, and that's not to say that our that our friends in Graves County in that area that they've got everything all patched up and it's smooth sailing and they're ready to go. But they're saying we're far enough along in our process that we'll pause whatever it is we need here at home to respond to you into the six hundred six area code and uh, help our friends and neighbors. And so there's a lot of. Um, you know, there are a, a lot of um, recovery and relief efforts that are forming various ones. You you won't have any you won't have any trouble finding ways to help if you if you want to help. Heard the governor talk about just a few minutes ago what Eastern Kentucky needs and what they don't need. Uh, always remember, I, I just uh, exchanged a quick message with Misty this morning. Uh, she's deployed into Eastern Kentucky and told her that uh, we're praying not only for Eastern Kentucky but for but for her, and maybe we'll get to talk to her in the next couple of days to get a better feel for what the American Red Cross is doing, and then maybe she individually is doing. And uh, I would also just tell you, you can you know, can never go wrong if you want to donate to the American Red Cross. They will be helping people in that area or in similar situations. Now, on the opposite end of the country, California is seeing its largest wildfire of the year so far. Crews are battling the largest wildfire so far this year in California. It's braced for uh, thunderstorms and hot, windy conditions that created the potential for additional fire growth. Yesterday, just heard at the top of the hour, uh, I think a couple was found inside a burned-out car in a driveway. They couldn't even get out of their driveway to flee the wildfire, so it's deadly there. It's, it's, it's just the, the the extremes of that is a foot of rain in a uh, less than a in, in about a day in eastern Kentucky, and you got the worst wildfire of the year. If you could just put those two things together, you know they definitely could use the rain to help extinguish those extinguish those fires. So these pictures look fake. Yeah, they do look like something you would see out of the uh, something out of something out of Hollywood. There was a uh, murder, a murder investigation, and an arrest over the course of the weekend that had its eyes on Hart County. The murder occurred Friday night just before 6 at a residence in the uh, 10,000 block of Hammondsville Road in Hart County. State police said they were reporting to a, a deceased male in the yard of that address. Then they found 78-year-old Robert Myers, who had suffered multiple gunshot wounds. He was pronounced deceased at the scene by the Hart County Coroner's Office. State police said Myers was shot after he confronted three men who were stealing items from a residence he owned. The suspects were spotted leaving the scene in a U-Haul truck traveling north on Hammondsville Road. It took uh, a few hours, but they were able to arrest a... um, on Saturday morning, they found the U-Haul truck. Troopers uh, that afternoon arrested 21-year-old 
Cecil Daniels and 31-year-old Brandon Hodge charged them with Myers' murder. But then last night, they arrested the uh, one additional individual. Now we have a total of three arrests. They arrested 65-year-old Dale Edward Hodge and charged with him, him with complicity to commit murder. And according to online records, Dale Hodge is Brandon Hodge's father. So they are all lodged and housed in the Hart County Jail. A Beaver Dam woman is facing DUI and drug charges after attempting to drive through high water. This happened late Thursday night, about 945. A vehicle driven by 20-year-old Brooklyn Gossett proceeded to drive through high waters on US-62 in Beaver Dam. The vehicle stalled, became disabled. Then when rescuers and first responders uh, arrived at the scene, they found a 20-year-old Bryson Underwood of Central City and a strong odor of marijuana detected inside the vehicle, so both were arrested on various uh, charges. Also saw a headline from uh, late last week that through efforts of the Grayson County Sheriff's Office and the uh, Falls of Rough Volunteer Fire Department, they maybe were able to recover some, not all, but some of the uh, in, uh, some of the items that were stolen from the firehouse last week, and I think there's an ongoing investigation. May hear more about that. It's um, so some of your big news. Also saw the president uh, has COVID or tested positive for COVID again. What they call a rebound case. So hope uh, hope he's okay. But uh, a little bit puzzling on that. He was he positive with COVID, and then he seemed to be okay, and then he tested positive again. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's the time of year when hummingbirds begin to move south, and the Friends of Land Between the Lakes are hosting their annual hummingbird festival this weekend. Sam, is that where you'll be? I know no, I don't you, think so. You typically attend. The event runs from 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, at the Woodlands Nature Station. Hummingbirds. They're uh, I love them. I actually had one um, when I was sitting outside over the weekend that kept coming back. Yeah. I used to try to feed them, but they never would come. But there's one. My grandma would always really like uh, likes them, and Mm -hmm. she'd always have a hummingbird feeder. In a higher density neighborhood, you've got to out sugar your neighbors. Mm -hmm. You do. You know, because it's Mm -hmm. like was like, well, they just have a little better, Mm -hmm. they have a little better treats for the hummingbirds, so they drift off in that direction. So if you can. You know, box out your neighbors a little bit and get away, then you might be a little more successful. Well, now they're probably all making the trip to Lane Between the Lakes this weekend, so there's not going to be anybody. Probably. Imagine what traffic's going to be like on the parkway with all those hummingbirds mm-hmm. traveling. <laughs> I mean, it'll be so. Just when you're when you're out driving on the parkway this week, just be careful of all the hummingbirds. That does Chris will, Jesse have to create a plan for that, or is that uh, not that's headed towards his wrong direction? I guess. Well, yeah, it's headed away, but he's got a colleague down okay. there. The hummingbirds, I think, have been instructed their airspace is at least ten feet off the ground to fly above the parkway. Is, is they, Chris Jesse's only eight feet off down. the ground? Then he loses jurisdiction. Something like that, yeah. Something above, something above eight feet. Tyler Reddick this month already grabbed his first uh, Cup career victory, qualified for NASCAR's playoff, and signed a big contract with a new team. And now he is a winner at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It was the road course, I guess they call it the Roval. These portions of the portions of the famous track at the Brickyard, and then they use some of the road course as well. So they had that yesterday. It was a pretty exciting race. And then um, what did the Reds do yesterday? They won. They did win yesterday. Yep. So they've t- they are 9-5 and five against the AL East. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. I saw that, uh-huh. that they played well against Baltimore. The Yankees got two of three 
from the Royals. Were you surprised, Sam, that Castillo is now a Seattle Mariner? I love it. Yeah. It's the Seattle Reds. Well, I mean, okay. Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez. So, you, you will see me come October. I will be jumping on the Mariners bandwagon. You will? Okay. So Three of my favorite Reds. All right. So, But are, is this just more about you're happy that he's not a Yankee? Well, that and I'm glad that he's going to a place that I can cheer for. It's interesting. You're you're disdain for the Yankees. I don't. I don't have any disdain don't towards disdain the Yankees. For- it's it's. I mean, if if I'm listing teams, they're not at the bottom. They're definitely not at the top. Though. <laughs> oh, I also saw the other piece of big news that I presume made you happy was the Reds are no longer in last place. Yeah, they passed the Pirates. Yeah, so I just it's figured Pittsburgh always deserves to be at the bottom of everything. I just figured it made it especially. And they're coming up on those Cubbies too. Better that. They're almost in third place. They are ahead of uh, the the Pirates. Like, if you got to be ahead of somebody, you always mm-hmm. want to be ahead of them, I presume. A woman hoping to get revenge on her ex-boyfriend by burning down his house set fire to the wrong address. <laughs> 49-year-old Christy Louise Jones has been charged with arson and assault with a deadly weapon after allegedly causing $20,000 worth of damage to the home in Gold Hill, North Carolina. Armed with a rifle, the homeowner emerged from the property in the early morning after a neighbor noticed flames on his front porch. He saw a woman standing beside a car mumble something before getting in and driving away. Jones was charged with assault after allegedly brushing the victim with the car. They found her a little bit later. Now, I must know what she mumbled. Well, I mean, and oh, crap. how did she get the address wrong? I'm going to go with she's, I mean, if, if, if she's going to set somebody's house on fire, I'm going to say not she's not there. perfectly well adjusted. Well, so, and, and maybe uh-huh. stalker as opposed to actual boyfriend, maybe, like she was stalking. Maybe. maybe she had a couple of apple juices before she did it, too. But the and truth will be in the mumble, though. I'd like to just know, oh, no, this is the wrong house. Or, you know, did she say, well, that'll show you. Like, mm-hmm. did she still, did she, when did she find out she was at the wrong house? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm curious to know. But I guess we'll never know until the trial. But we'll fi- figure it all out. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll have more on the way here on In the Note. Today is... Mahjong Day. Oh, I love it. Never played it. Big fan. Yeah. Because what isn't that, isn't that the game that's usually on the back of the back of a checkerboard sometimes that you get with like hmm. on the back of a checkerboard. You match tiles. It could be. It they is look a tile like Chinese game. Tiles. Yeah, and so you've got to match. You got to take them off at the same time. Yeah, I don't know how and it would so be back on the back of the I game. I have board. a version on my iPad that I enjoy playing, but I don't. I don't play oh, okay. it very. I, I, I don't else. play it very often. But so they start with stacks. You have these little pyramids, mm-hmm. and then you got to remove. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to remove them all at the same yeah, time. No, I've never played that. Got to clear all those. Love so it. it's uh, not too bad. It's uh, what's the movie Crazy Rich Asians? It's kind of featured because. It's their uh, ancestors that play. Like that's a social oh, game yep, in Asia. Now, now that you're saying that, that yeah, 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 yeah. You'll go to you'll go to mahjong parlors where they'll uh-huh. gather around tables of four and they'll have tournaments and uh, that type of thing. So it's also raspberry cream pie today. Day today. By the way, I enjoyed that movie, the crazy crazy I just Rich watched movie. It's it a good movie for the first time maybe two months ago. It was okay, good. Good. It was surprisingly good. Today, uh, this month also it's August one, so we kick off a new month. It's Admit Your Happy Month. It's Family Fun Month. The dog days of summer continue through August 11. They began back on July 3rd. It's International Pirate Month. It's Catfish Month. It's Eye Exam Month. 
it's golf month, picnic month, peach month, romance awareness month, and water quality month. So all those things are happening. All right. Now, <laughs> uh, International Clown Week is always August 1st through 7th. This first week is National Simplify Your Life Week. Next week is National Smile Week. The third week is Friendship Week. And the fourth week is Be Kind to Humankind Week. That's too much kinds. Be kind to humankind. Just be kind to humans. That would be that would be easier. Yeah, a little little it rolls off the tongue a little easier. Get ready. Tomorrow is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Huh. It's it's always a I mean, go to classic. I have some in the freezer. Wednesday is watermelon day. We have watermelon at home. Thursday is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. And I'll take the chocolate chip cookies over the watermelon. Thursday is also Coast Guard Day. Friday is Oyster Day. All right. Friday is Underwear Day. Well, gotta have it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that means do or do not, but anyway. August 6th is Campfire Day. It's always the first Saturday in August. It's a little, still a little hot for a campfire, I think. Um well, it's, it, I mean, a couple of the nights. Yeah, it's been okay. It's, now, mean, if you're you know. off in Michigan or Montana or somewhere mm-hmm. in August where it's actually pleasant, then I know, it's not, like not nearly as humid. Friday night, I uh, ran to the store about 9 o'clock that night, and it was about 65. Huh. So Sa- it's a little chilly. Saturday is National Mustard Day. I like mustard. I do, too. Sunday is Forgiveness Day. Sunday is Sister's Day. Now, I don't know if that means if you have one or you have to be one. I don't know how that works. Just sis- Sister's Day. So, like, for me, I have I think I have two. I have at least two. I think that it's a day for them. And I think you're supposed to then pamper them in some instances. Okay, like, well, I'm out. Like Mother's Day. Or... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. What? Uh, I'll need I need a clear idea of when Brother's Day is <laughs> before I can commit to um, vociferously with Sister's Day. What is there a Brother's Day? I'm sure there is. There's got to be. There a needs brother. to be two two of those. August eighth is sneak some zucchini onto your neighbor's Oop. porch day. No, that's Brothers and Sisters Day. No, National Brothers Day is May the twenty fourth. There you go. Yeah, well, you put it in the that. calendar. Well, I'll just treat my sisters the way they treated me for that day. Okay. Basically, just pay no attention. And to it. Uh, going back to the zucchini, if anybody wants to leave any on my porch, I'm fine with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The tenth is Lazy Day. The eleventh is Presidential Joke Day. The twelfth is Kool Aid Day. It's always it's the classic. second Friday in August. August thirteenth, Sam, get ready is Left Handers Day. Yep, that's our day. August 14th is Creamsicle Day. Ooh. August 16th is Roller Coaster Day. The 19th is Aviation Day. August 20th is National Honey Bee Awareness Day. August okay. 20th is also National Radio Day. Oh. Well, how about that? We get consecutive Saturdays. That's right. Left-handers and then radio. Left-handed broadcasters uh-huh. are just living it up in August. <laughs> August 22nd is National Tooth Fairy Day. The 25th is Kiss and Makeup Day. Do you feel bad that your birthday is on National Toilet Paper Day, or is that okay? No, because there's something better on my birthday than that. 
Women's Equality Day. Yes. Yeah. But that's not nearly as funny to talk about, so that's why I went with no, toilet paper. No, I mean, today. it's not, but it seems right. I mean, you need toilet paper. and I can't imagine not having it. I think I don't really want a bidet. The people around me need me, so hey. August 27th is Just Because Day. August 30th is Frankenstein Day. Frankenstein. And Big Daddy to you. And August 31st is National Eat Outside Day. Eh, I prefer to eat inside. And on August 31st, it's probably still going to be pretty hot, too. Usually. Yes. Could be. Yes. You know, I always yeah. noticed when... I don't know... Um, I don't know if I've just proudly announced this or not, but... I, I've been a member of the Dollar Shave Club for a while. They finally accepted my nomination. Uh, There's a tough vetting process to get in. Not everybody gets into the Dollar Shave Club. I mean, especially if you only have 50 cents, you don't get into Uh the Dollar Shave Club. you got to have a whole dollar in order to... I only had 95, so I'm stuck with Harry's. In order to get in, right. So, um, proud member of the Dollar Shave Club, which has made it much easier for me because now I don't have to go to the store and beg for permission from a customer service representative to unlock the Mm -hmm. case and then unlock the Fort Knox plastic box that surrounds the razor blades. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a little little surprised that when my bounty from the Dollar Shave Club arrives, it doesn't require a signature. Because Mm -hmm. if you use the way that the stores treat Razor blades. You would think that anyone transporting razor blades, there would need to be a chain of custody involving <laughs> signatures of some kind, be it the mail carrier or be it me, to sign off and say, I got this this liquid gold. Now, if you're in New York City, you may find your spam under lock and key. And I don't mean your email spam, your actual bona fide spam in a can with a key under lock and key. Was it because the key can be a weapon? Who knows? The one-two punch of inflation and rising crime has caused at least one New York City store to lock up its inventory of spam in a plastic case. Shoppers, store employees, and social media users expressed disbelief after discovering the three ninety nine canned meat product out of reach behind lock and key at a Dwayne Reed inside New York City's Port Authority bus depot. Are the Vienna sausages safe? (laughs) The potted meat? Apparently they're not. uh, (laughs) Apparently thieves don't like them as well. Some of these things are pretty ridiculous. According to 43-year-old Jenny Kinney, who is visiting from Kentucky, who says she was aware of the crime spike in the city, but still couldn't believe they there were so many items in boxes. Well, I mean, their mayor is not very happy about their lack of prosecutors prosecuting people for, I mean, people are just run amok. They're just allowed to steal, take, do whatever they want and suffer no punishment. So you say, we draw the line at spam. We got to put the spam <laughs> under. Well, hey, if you, if you cook the spam the right way, it's good. Sam, why don't they just take the keys off of the can? If they just take the spam key you can't get in there. away, they could never get in there. Mm-hmm. And so they would just be frustrated, and that would deter them from... Maybe that's the problem of the spam invention, is that they put the key... It's like leaving the keys in your car. If you're just going to put the key right there on the side of the can, then you're just inviting people to steal. To jump on in there. Sure. 
They say, ha ha, I got the can and the key. You'll never catch me. Oh, now they put it under a, under a plastic dome. What do you call those things? Uh, security box. Know. They got to have an actual name, though. Yeah. In the industry, there's uh-huh. got to be like a two-syllable word for that that they refer to it. Go get a... Mm-hmm. Right? I'll have to find out what that is. Mars is offering new M&M's Mad Scientist Mix for Halloween. I hate to mention it because some of you are going to say, oh, it's August 1st. Time to get my Halloween decorations out. No, it's not, by the way. New M&M Mad Scientist Mix Snickers and Twix Ghoulish Green Bars for Halloween. The 2022 Halloween season will feature M&M's Mad Scientist Mix. So, okay, I got some of that. We saw some of this last week, the M&M's Mix, but the Snickers and the Twix are new to me. Is that milk chocolate? The picture's a little bigger in front of you. What else is in there? Milk chocolate, peanut, peanut butter. butter, and peanut. Oh, I don't see why that Ooh, wouldn't be bad. That sounds pretty good, actually. Now, some of the some restaurants try messing with their coloration of their food, you know, to mm-hmm. add dye to it to make it mm-hmm. festive. Green eggs and ham. Well, I wasn't thinking more like that. I was thinking it seemed like um, Burger King do like a purple hamburger or something not too long ago. Yeah, but, something. Yeah, just, yeah. Say, just be prepared or a black for that. bun or yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was, was just, something just, like that. Just you may see that all the way through. So just be just. Well, hey. Anyway, Burger King also at one time did a green Shrek slushy that was delicious. So sometimes putting that extra color in there. Makes it taste better. Well, this right should be right up your alley then. Snickers ghoulish greens are a Shrek color, mm-hmm. and your Twix ghoulish greens. So the the nougat has just been green. made no. green. So I, I think I would be okay with this. It, I mean, I don't. In a lot of ways, if you like Snickers and you like Twix, I don't know why you wouldn't like this. I it's think, just green. I think I like that mad scientist mix. I sounds good. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can get on board with that. Now that remote work seems to be here to stay, the travel industry is seeing the effects. This summer, 20% of travelers are planning to work while they're on the road. Among those travelers, four out of five plan to prolong their trip because of flexible job schedules. For example, flights have historically been more expensive on weekends and cheaper during the week, but that could change now that more people are working remotely. Travel booking app Hopper has found that the cost of domestic flights on Sundays has risen 5.9%, and domestic flights on Mondays has risen 2.97%. Meanwhile, flight prices have dropped by 3.04% on Fridays and 1.6% on Saturdays, making Saturday a cheaper day to fly than Monday. Interesting. I always thought, you know, I've always heard in the business world or in the travel world, if you can afford to go to a travel destination and be there, get there on Monday and leave on Friday for whatever reason, you're going to save a huge amount of money just because the demand isn't there. Most people, if you have a job that requires you to be at your job on a schedule, Mm -hmm. chances are you can't travel before a Saturday and you need to be back on a Saturday or Sunday. But now that you can work from anywhere Mm -hmm. or you can, you know, I, I have found a lot of people, well, there's a current, um, maybe she's a current contestant on Big Brother 
in her setup interview, she talked about all the places that she's been in the last couple of years because her job is remote. And she can just go and stay places a month at a time. And if you can negotiate rates for an entire month at a hotel where they don't have to provide all those services and set the room up and all that, you can travel much more you know, efficiently and affordably. You can do an Airbnb or whatever. And so it's just going to change the way that uh, people are, are able to do things. And then I finally learned this morning, there is a word for the condition that causes Christy Buckles when she sees a baby to immediately go running for it and want to pinch it and squeeze it and hug it and pet it and call his name George. Oh dear. Right? Do you know how you are? I when do you see know a baby? How I am. Right? Yeah. You start you get like you start to tiptoe around and you get this and your your elbows go out like let me see that baby. Yes. Right? Let me get a hold of it. That's right. So if you're presented with something unbearably cute a baby, perhaps a puppy, a kitten, and are suddenly gripped by an overwhelming desire to pinch, squeeze, crush, snuggle, kiss. What you are experiencing is known as cute aggression, and it's commonly experienced by about 70% of the adult population. <laughs> Seven in 10 people do this? Yeah. Uh, it's, I just thought it was. It'd be more towards a dog, potentially. Was, Maybe was, not so much the baby, but the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. Sam, when he sees his favorite sporting event, he gets all. But at least I know there's a label for it when I see you do that. Let me have a hold of that baby. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Today's water cooler question is coming up. You're only in the know. Did you know? Whitney Houston's favorite cereal was Fruity Pebbles. Really? Yep. Hmm. Whitney was a Fruity Pebbles kind of gal. Interesting. I have that on very, very good authority, so you don't have to question it. I know I know that to be the truth. I mean, I couldn't tell you last time I had them, but it's not a bad cereal by any means. There's some Fruity Pebbles. Yes. Yes, I was and about Lucky to say. It's like, oh, both. Okay, because I was going to say, mm-hmm. is it Fruity Pebbles or Lucky Charms? Both. We have some both in our, uh, both in our, uh, uh, in our auxiliary pantry. Mm-hmm. Which is. Is that a good name? You've the, got the auxiliary pantry. Two pantries? Yeah, we have an auxiliary pantry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's the top of the refrigerator. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the overflow. <laughs> it's the overflow. And uh, so, yeah. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is the number you'll text your answer to. Nearly six out of ten dogs do this in their sleep. Nearly six out of ten dogs do this in their sleep. 270-259-6000. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Lots of dog content on the show today. Mm -hmm. My board is about dogs. So for those of you not watching, my board today says, dogs think you go hunting for groceries. Like you come home loaded down with stuff to eat, and the dog goes, wow, he must have had a busy day hunting <laughs> for all those groceries. Like, yeah, it's rough. See what you did there. For me, I had to pull in a parking lot right there and open the door and have somebody throw him in there and say, come back, see you soon. Was, okay. was that not intentional? Was what not intentional? It's rough. It was oh, rough. Yeah. No, no, actually, it was just... 
It was Freudian, if anything. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick soars toward $1.3 billion at the global box office. It has gained an additional $13.8 million internationally to a cumulative total of $671 million at international markets. Domestically, the film added $8.2 million this weekend as it remains strong at the box office in a total of uh, $650 million, one of the best showings of all time. We, um, <laughs> we were going to see a movie on Friday. We had good intentions. We had very good intentions. Um, but we forget our age, I think. Well, yeah. So we had uh, we had a busy afternoon of shopping. It was my birthday on Friday, and so we just I didn't want to be on a schedule. But I was the one who ended up with more things. That's so we, a, yeah, yeah. It was an enjoyable day, though. We were we yeah. were taking we were taking we had gift cards to places yeah. that we don't get to use, and so we just went and I we got did new those, running shoes. We did those things, and but our dining experience ran a little. The pace of that was a little long, yeah. and so I I debated the day between Crawdads and Elvis. I couldn't decide to Crawdads mm. or Elvis. Crawdads or Elvis, and. Elvis is 159 minutes without the previews. So I thought, eh, that's, that's a long movie. And I would have only done it because it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so we got into, the, so here's where it came down to. By the time we were finished dining, and I didn't want to be on a schedule, didn't want, <laughs> didn't want to have to rush, didn't want to have to do, I just, we just decided that it was too late for the early show and it was too early for the late show. And we just said, well. The movies will be here anytime we want to come back to them. <laughs> so we called it a day. That sounded like a very over-the-hill kind of approach. It sounds like somebody celebrating their 51st birthday, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I told my Aunt Donna, I said, you don't have to smell all the roses in mm-hmm. a single day. Exactly. You can leave some roses for another day if you want to. And her birthday was yesterday. So we. I talked to her on Friday because it was my birthday. I talked to her yesterday because it was, it was her birthday. What else do you need to know about? Keenan Thompson reveals when he thinks Saturday Night Live should end. During an appearance on a Comedy Central show. Last year? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, he's, he was asked about the idea that SNL could be ending after its 50th season, which would premiere in the fall of 2024, wrap up in the spring of 2025. That rumor first started in December when SNL creator Lorne Michaels said that he's considering retiring and leaving the comedy variety show behind after its 50th season. So Keenan said, is that the rumor? All right, well, I need to start planning. He said (laughs) there could be a lot of validity to that rumor because 50 is a good number to stop at. That's an incredible package. He will be probably close to 80 years old at that point, and, you know, he's the one who's had his touch on the whole thing. Capping it at 50 might not be a bad idea. So that did give me, that did make me wonder, could there be a Saturday Night Live without Lorne Michaels? He was there episode one. Mm -hmm. He has not been there for every one. There was a brief step away, and then he came back. But he's been there for most of them. So just to have bookends, 50 years. 50 years is a good. Yeah. There are just other ways now that we have. It's not, I mean, it still is for me because of my age. It's like Saturday night. That's just Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live. Let's see what they're parroting, what they're spoofing. But it, it is harder and harder for them to stay relevant. 
And I think if it loses Lorne Michaels, I think it doesn't last a lot longer anyway. So they better off just to go out while they're, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say on top because they're not on top. Uh, But between Comedy Central and The Daily Show and Colbert and also you can get time-shifted content. You know, James Corden, most people watch him in the evenings on YouTube rather than watching him at 1135 Central on CBS. So (laughs) does... Is there still a place for SNL? And so maybe it will end um, after the after the season fifty. We'll see. All right, let's see if we let's check in. See if we got a winner. Somebody's got to got this. You think so? Fifteen seventy one new first bark. Mm. And more specifically, bark during a dream. But when you're in a sleep, how do you know if a dog's in a dream or not? But bark. 1571 was first to say bark. So congratulations to put snore. Them. Snore. Mm-hmm. But that's I probably a higher percentage. Yeah. I like it when they run or kick their legs mm-hmm. in their sleep. I had, I had <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost three people over the weekend that you would probably know. Nichelle Nichols, who was a barrier breaker on Star Trek. She was the first uh, black woman to play a major role on a primetime television show on Star Trek. So she passed that. She started that role in 1966. So she passed at age 89. You probably know that Bill Russell, the NBA legend, who won a bunch of titles as a and, uh, yeah. as a coach and as a uh, and as a player and uh, part of the civil rights movement, et cetera, was, uh, was passed yesterday at age 88. But then one you probably have not heard about her passing, but definitely know her voice, Pat Carroll, who was the infamous voice of Ursula on The Little oh, Mermaid, okay. has uh, gone on in at age 95. So you know that Ursula voice. Oh, yeah. I, iconic. Uh-huh. She's in several things. She was on the Jimmy Durante show, the Danny Thomas show. She was on Laverne and Shirley, an episode. She was on at least some episodes of ER, but infamously the voice of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. So going on in, rest in peace to those three. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up for the morning here on In the Know. In the Cause you're on the phone. MB's point to ponder for today. Don't you feel like a Does anyone have a negative number as their favorite number? Well, here I am, a I, I don't. I just don't know. I never really pondered that. Could a golfer? <laughs> it's potential. Mm-hmm. Golfer potentially. His lowest score. Say, oh, my favorite number is minus nine. You're like nine under par. I mean, most. Of, under, do you have a favorite number, Sam? Uh, I don't really know. I've never really. I mean, when I played sports, I was usually one or twenty-one. Okay. Uh, but. But not negative one. No. You wouldn't be negative one or negative 21. Well, you, can't, you can't do that I'm, on a uniform. I'm just saying that you, <laughs> I mean, people may be missing out on some great opportunities. You got, you got, you got double the number of numbers to choose from if you consider the True. negative number. True. Oh, that eyebrow is way high over there. Why, why are you looking at me I, with I, such a I don't want to go there. Eyebrow? Yeah, it's already. Okay. All right, today's highlight in history. This date in 1936, the Olympics opened in Berlin with a ceremony presided over by Adolf Hitler. Mm, 
hmm, lots of changes in the next few years after that. In 1876, Colorado was admitted as the 38th state. In 1957, the United States and Canada announced they had agreed to create the North American Air Defense Command, or NORAD, and then the next day they decided how they were going to how they were going to track Santa. I was going to say, when <laughs> right. I hear NORAD, that's all I think that, of. That's all I think of. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to. So, isn't it true that is? I think this is this is either really good legend or it's actually true that sometime. I mean. In NORAD's history, a newspaper somewhere got it wrong, printed a number to call and track Santa. Someone was doing it. They had this they had this elaborate setup, but they printed the number wrong, and the number they printed was NORAD. And NORAD got all of these calls about tracking Santa, and then they decided, well, yeah, that makes sense. We could do that, and that's how it became tradition. Huh. No, I hadn't heard that. I th- I I think I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain that's the way that it went, but I think there's a some validity to it. Yeah, NORAD just didn't suddenly go, "Hey, let's start." I think they were kind of drawn into it, and they leaned into it rather than saying, "Oh, it's not us." Birthdays today: Basketball Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams is seventy-two. Rock singer Joe Elliott from Def Leppard is sixty-three. Chuck D from Public Enemy is sixty-two. Coolio is fifty-nine. Tempest Bledsoe is 49 today. Jason Momoa is 43 today. MTV was born this date in um, 1981. Gone but not forgotten, William Clark, born in 1770. Francis Scott Key in 1779. Herman Melville in 1819. Yves St. Laurent in 1936. Jerry Garcia in 1942. find a chart topper for you today let's go to 1949 right after the invention of sound sound was invented in late july 1948 this is uh gordon jenkins again in 1949 i think it's probably safe to say you're lucky that one dennis c cook is not here because i feel like he'd be adding that to his sleep playlist (laughs) <laughs> no, I think he'd be adding lyrics to that is what he'd be doing. Potentially. Potentially maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. Bobby Darren, number one in 58. Let's go to 1967 and Procol Harum, number one, and Wider Shade of Pale. I never quite understood this song. Like, what's the light fandango and how do you skip it? Cartwheels. He's got a good light fandango. Uh, you just missed it. It's a solid mustache. There it is. There it is. That's a good mustache. The crowd called out for more. I just don't really. I don't know. I mean, it's not the worst thing you've ever played on this station. 
Moonlight Feels Right by Starbucks, number one in 76. You did play Alabama last week. Sam at K105. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, go for it. Throwing, throwing shade at Alabama. I've never heard this song before, but it was a number one song in 76. Starbuck. Moonlight feels right. I'll take you on a trip beside the ocean. Let's go to 1985. Whitney Houston. Got any fruity pebbles? You give good love. I wish we had some at home. with you. Who? Yeah. Alaya would? Yeah, she was shown. Maybe. Number one (laughs) in 1994. Depends on the day. Coolio, number one. Birthday Boy was number one this day in 94 with Fantastic Voyage. Rise, rise. All right. I need to get a couple more in here real quick, but we're running out of time. I do want to take you back to... 2003, 19 years ago today, the Black Eyed Peas, Justin Timberlake featured with Where Is The Love. This is what you demonstrate, and that's exactly how anger works and operates. Then you gotta have love to set it straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul... They talk about the CIA and all that good stuff. It's a good song. Maroon 5 Payphone was number one 10 years ago today. And a year ago today, Dua Lipa... Featuring the baby number one with levitating. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Henry Ford said, don't find fault, find a remedy. Don't find fault, find a remedy. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.